Welcome to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Well, happy Sunday, everyone. As you know, in lieu of a traditional pledge program this month, we're using Julia Cameron's book, The Prosperous Heart, to really engage all of us in prosperity thinking. And I'm sure you've noticed that her take on things is a little different. It isn't just about using the law of attraction to sort of make money or make stuff or, or draw more things into our life. Her, her theory is that this has more to do with our heart than our head. Her theory is that when our heart is open, when we have that prosperous heart, all good things come to us, whether it is uh, economic security, whether it's love, whether it's life, whether it's good health, that truly as our heart opens, we're ready to receive the good life in all of its many forms. Well, so far this month, we've dispelled some myths about prosperity and money. We've also redefined prosperity as a feeling of sufficiency and security. So it's not a number. It's not some magical number that would allow you to retire or buy a new house or go on vacation. It's really the feelings of sufficiency and security that those things might bring to you. But what I do know is that the feelings of safety, of security, of sufficiency, of being loved, we can get those without money, right? It's a matter of reorienting the way that we think about our world, the way that we think about ourselves. We've also last week talked about the idea of if we want anything more in our lives, we have to make room for it, right? The kinds of clutters and excesses that we have floating around in our life, whether it be literal clutter or whether it be mental clutter, those cause confusion, those a loss of energy and a loss of focus. Uh, so also in order to, to receive more in our life, whether it's love, whether it's abundance, we have to declutter our world. Well, today we're going to learn to focus on a new tool to help us to be more prosperous. Now, if Julia Cameron's definition is a feeling of sufficiency and security, the chapter this week really tells us another way that we can approach this completely. And it's a way that you might be quite familiar with. And I know once I start talking about it, you're going to think that I'm talking about the idea of circulation, the idea of giving and receiving. But you know what? It's actually simpler than that. It's just being kind. There's a whole chapter on simply being kind to one another. And I want to anchor this back in terms of Ernest Holmes, the founder of Science of Mind. I want to plug this idea of kindness right into the midst of our Science of Mind principles. Ernest Holmes, in his book Creative Living, says this, So true givingness is the transmitting of the self to everything that we do. It does not matter what it is. It's the outpouring of ourselves into every undertaking with an enthusiastic zest, love, and particularly kindness. So this idea of giving of ourselves is the height of kindness of you think about it. Sure, we can give gifts, we can give um, things to one another, but have you ever really thought of the, uh, of the kind of gifts that you receive that really touch your heart? More often 
They embody an act of kindness. It may come with a thing. It might come with a greeting card. It might come with some activity that helped you or moved you along. But I think we all recognize it's the motivation behind it. It's really the gift of the giver paying attention to us, listening to us, being with us, that is often more important than the gift itself. I think, though, where I actually want to start today is just talking about kindness in its more universal sense. Have you ever thought about spirit or God or the universe being kind? Let me go over some of the ideas in terms of kindness for the universe itself. First of all, the universe is always sufficient in the moment. It's an infinite storehouse of good, and it's always open, right? There's always love to be had in the universe. There's always sweetness to be had. There's always a beautiful sunset. There's always a sufficiency of air. There are always so many of the things that you want and and that you desire, and the universe just gives them freely. We don't every day have to do something to to know that the water is going to be clean or that the air will be sufficient to breathe, right? Every day, Spirit gives and gives and gives through that that sufficiency of the universe, that infinite storehouse. But also, God is always present to guide and direct. Have you thought about that? I know oftentimes we're so busy, we don't take the time to go into meditation. We don't take that time to be reflective in that way. But it doesn't mean that Spirit isn't willing. Any time of the day or night, when you would like to check in, when you would like to engage your intuition with, with your higher power and perhaps have some guidance, have some, ha- have some thoughtful introspection, that ability is there for you. It's a true kindness of the universe. Have you also thought that the universe always responds to our thinking? You know, one of the, the basic tenets of science of mind is that, that our thoughts produce things, that the, the general tenor, the general idea of our thinking and our belief system, that that will outpicture in the world. Have you thought that we don't have to do anything to keep that working? We don't have to pay a, a monthly due for, for the law of cause and effect to keep working. Do you know what I mean? It's just there. It's a spiritual principle that we can count on day in, day out. What a blessing. What a kindness that the universe provides. Something that we can count on. Another one, you know, I was talking earlier about a forgiveness workshop that's coming up in in, in a couple of months. Have you thought, though, about God's forgiveness? You know, with people, oftentimes there's some negotiation involved, right? Whether we're in a 12-step program and and we're working on some some forgiveness issues or, or whether we're just trying in our hearts to forgive someone who has done us wrong, There's usually a negotiation that takes place. There's usually something that has to happen in you so that your heart can open towards forgiveness. Not spirit. The instant that you change your patterns of thoughts and behaviors, you are instantly forgiven. You're given a complete new chance to have a new life, a different life. No strings attached. Spirit never ever holds a grudge. The instant you change your mind into more positive ways of being, the moment you switch your actions up so that you're more of a blessing and less of a hindrance in the world, instantly you are forgiven. Instantly that law of cause and effect brings about 
something more positive, something more blessing. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to ask for it. It simply is. Well, Julia Cameron's thesis in this particular chapter is that the more we act on behalf of spirit, the more consistently, the more positively we do what spirit does in the world, the more that God can do forgiveness through us, the more that that God can do acts of kindness through us, the more that God can give to the universe through us, the more we will feel those blessings ourselves. And uh, let me read a short quote from the book here to illustrate what she has to say. She says, The prosperous heart derives sustenance from God's abundance. This makes it easy to be kind to others. As we are kind to others, we enable God to act through us. We become a channel for loving kindness. And serving others with love We serve our Creator, and we serve ourselves. Sharing our love, our kindness in large and small ways will always bring us delight. And so this is one of those acts of kindness that not only is outwardly directed, but when we are kind for others, it also opens our heart further to receive ourselves. I brought something I want to read with you today. You know, normally I do a joke, and I found this in a in a selection of humor, but really it's a, it's an endearing story that I just want to share with you. So this is written from a, a gentleman who was interested in becoming a cartoonist. So he says, In January of 1986, I was flipping through the channels on TV, and I saw the closing credits for a PBS television show called Funny Business, a show about cartooning. I'd always wanted to be a cartoonist, but I never knew how to go about it. And so I wrote to the host of the the show, a cartoonist named Jack Cassidy, and I asked for his advice on entering the profession. Well, a few weeks later, I got an encouraging handwritten letter from Jack. It answered many of my specific questions about materials, about the process, and he went on to warn me about the likelihood of being rejected at first. He advised me not to get discouraged If that happened, he said that the cartoon samples that I had sent him were actually good. They were worthy of publication. Well, I was very excited. I finally understood how the whole process worked, and so I submitted my best cartoons to Playboy magazine and The New Yorker. Well, the magazines quickly rejected me. They rejected me with cold little photocopied form letters. Discouraged, I put my art supplies in the closet, and I decided to forget about cartooning. Well, in June of 1987, completely out of the blue, I got a second letter from Jack Cassidy. Now, this was surprising. I had never even thanked him for the original note and advice. But here's what his letter said. Dear Scott, I was reviewing my funny business fan mail when I again ran across your letter and copies of your cartoons. I remembered answering your letter. The reason I'm dropping you this note is to again encourage you to submit ideas to various publications. I hope you've already done so, and I hope you're on the road to making a few bucks, but more importantly, having some fun. Sometimes encouragement in the funny business of graphic humor is hard to come by, and that's why I'm encouraging you to hang in there and keep drawing. I wish you lots of luck and good drawing. Sincerely, Jack. Well, I was profoundly touched by his letter, largely 
because I think Jack had nothing to gain, including my thanks. I'd never thanked him for the first letter. Well, I acted on his encouragement. I dragged my art supplies out of cold storage, and I inked the sample strips that you know as Dilbert. Have you thought about what a few words of kindness and encouragement can do in the world? So often just noticing and listening to people is the highest and the most needed form of giving. You know, usually during the holidays, I, I look up, just for fun, the most appreciated gifts. And, and you'll probably get that talk in, in another couple months, because every year, you know, it's Cabbage Patch Dolls one year, and it's iPods and iPads another year. But one thing that consistently comes out, especially that teenagers would like to have from their parents, is quality time. And they go on to actually define what a quality time means to a teenager. And it means having their parents sit down with them and be interested in their lives. Not to get stuff and not just to show up at basketball practice, but to actually ask them about basketball practice. Ask them about their relationships at school. Be interested in their studies, right? Not just in whether the grades are what they need to be, not just whether they're on the honor roll, but what reading a certain piece of literature meant to them in English class, or what the new coach means to them on the rally squad. Actually paying attention actively listening, encouraging someone is the greatest gift that you can give. And there are a variety of ways of doing that. Have you ever thought that just learning someone's name says that you care about them? How many times in your life have you met the same person over and over again and you've never even learned their name? It could be the person in the back of the room running sound at a, at a small church in Portland, Oregon, right? It could be the person at Starbucks that, uh, that, that every morning on your way, it's, it seems to be that same person that gives me my coffee. It could be the checker at your favorite supermarket that often you will say hello to, but if you ever just acknowledge them by name or said just a few words of kindness to them, Another way that we're kind to other people is finding community. Oftentimes, especially these days during the, the pandemic, we find ourselves isolating in ways. And what I do know is that where two or more are gathered together, spirit is right there. That sense of kindness, that sense of participation, that sense of sharing something more than just yourself is present. And whether you do it on Zoom, whether you're on Facebook Live, whether you've found some other electronic way of doing it, or whether you're simply safe, you're masked up and, and ready to meet the world, what I do know is that we cannot explore this idea of kindness in a vacuum. And when we come together, whether it's in a spiritual community or whether it's a book club, uh, whether it's some way of sharing uh, your particular values, you'll remember two weeks ago we talked about values. And in the expression of our values, we get a lot of pleasure. It opens our heart and we're ready to receive more. What better way to do that 
is interacting with people who share that particular value with you. So a hiking club to be out in nature, um, practicing basketball with people who enjoy that, a cooking club or, or an online book study. These are all ways that you can plug in with other people, practice your kindness, and at the same time, share your values with other people. Truly a heart-opening exercise. And when our hearts open, the riches of the universe flood in. Whether it's love, whether it's joy, whether it's peace, whether it's that sense of beauty, whether it's financial uh, abundance of some kind, it is when we're in that open-hearted position that all good things can come to us. So I think we've covered this idea of being kind to others well enough. There's another form of kindness that's as important, and it might be more important. Are you kind to yourself? My observation is that people are harshest on themselves, that I will hear, I will even hear people out loud say negative things to themselves and about themselves that they would never dream of saying to a loved one. Things that they would probably never even dream of saying to a stranger. And yet here, out of their mouth, comes things like, uh, you stupid idiot, when are you going to get a clue? Or you're never going to get that job. I hear people saying things like, well, well, marriage is just so hard that I don't think I'm up to it. I just don't think that I'm strong enough to do the things I need to do or uh, capable enough or lovable enough or whatever it is. Truly, really hard on themselves. And I'm here to tell you, when you do that, you are clamping your heart down. You will not only make it hard for yourself to succeed. Now, now here's a basic idea of science of mind, right? What we say tends to become true in our lives. So if often enough you report that you're not smart enough to get through life, I got to tell you, <laughs> through, through that own confusion in your own mind, through that own self-belief, you will begin having trouble and it will get worse because I know that our thoughts become things. But beyond that, don't you notice that you're just tamping down your own heart when you give yourself a bad time, when you resist the capabilities that you have, when you forget that you are capable and lovable, you are sealing yourself off in a little impenetrable box. Pretty soon, even if people want to reach out to help you, you'll say, no, 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 I don't even deserve your help. And when you are in that state, your world gets smaller and smaller and smaller. The opposite of what we're hoping, right? This month we're talking about expansion. This month we're, we're talking about that ability to be more, to do more, uh, to excel in the world, to be successful, to enjoy life, to be, uh, what is it that Julia Cameron said? Uh, to truly have that sense of sufficiency and security. And what I know is if you've shrunken your world down to where you don't believe you deserve anything, you are going to be anything but feeling prosperous. I would suggest, and in fact you can probably feel homework coming at you, you knew it was going to be there, right? I would suggest a great place to start this week is in being kind to yourself. 
And so let, let me give you the homework, and then we'll get into a, a, a summary, and there's a, a, a story that I want to share with you. So your homework this week is to list 10 things that you might do or give to others, but also 10 things that you might do or give to yourself. So you're going to have a list of 20 things, 10 things that you might do or give to someone else, and then 10 things that you might do or give to yourself. And then here's the kicker. You have to follow through with at least one in each category. So you actually have to give yourself some kind of a gift. You actually have to give someone else some kind of a gift or something to bless them and yourself in some way. All right, but but let me get back to this being kind to yourself. Here's some questions that you might ask yourself if you're a little low on that idea of self-love and self-regard. Do you offer the same courtesy to yourself that you would offer to others? So for instance, if you might offer to take someone else out to dinner, if you might offer to take someone else to the movies or to the opera or something like that, would you offer that up to yourself? Do you love yourself enough that you would take yourself on the date night and you're the date, right? You're not doing it for someone else. Maybe there's a movie you want to watch. No one else in the family is interested in that movie, right? Maybe you really love uh, organized sports and you know you can't really afford to get the whole family to go to a Blazers game or something like that. Have you thought of treating yourself? Have you thought of showing how much you value and support yourself? Another one, do you cut yourself slack? Now, I have seen people be so gentle with children, right? It, it, you know, the, the oopsie principle, right? The spilt milk principle. Well, when it's a child, you just go oopsie and you wipe up the milk, right? When it's an adult, and especially when it's yourself, do you just do oopsie and wipe up the milk? Or do you say, you clumsy idiot. Do you cut yourself the same slack that you would cut to anyone else on the planet? If the answer is no, it is time to be kind to yourself. We all make mistakes. We're all clumsy now and then. We all do things that we'll regret later on, right? It's the nature of being human. And it's also the nature of human to forgive. It's also the nature of human just to recognize that mistakes are natural and to move on beyond them. Just to get the towel out and mop things up, right? Just to undo things as best we can or to make amends in the moment. But not harbor some resentment, not point the finger at yourself as though you have done something terrible. Treat yourself with love. Treat yourself with that enjoyment of life and just say, whoops, there I go again. It's no big deal. And finally, two weeks ago, we talked about feeling prosperous when we invest in things that are important to ourselves. When was the last time you invested not only in things that are important to you, but you yourself? When was the last time that you made an investment in yourself personally? When was the last time you signed up for a class? When was the last time that you pampered yourself for a spa day? 
When was the last time that, that maybe you did something that you've wanted to do for years and years and have just been putting it off, either because you didn't think you had enough time or you thought it was a frivolous expenditure? When you're making an investment in yourself, it is not a frivolous expenditure. If you want to go back to school, that is a beautiful investment in yourself. You should make it. It's not a, a foolish expenditure if you are doing something that will nourish your heart and nourish your soul. It's like join that exercise program. Make that commitment. Do the sorts of investments in yourself that you will benefit from. You are worth it. Finally, I, I want to give an example of something that meant a lot to my own self, a way that I treated myself. Uh, so a couple of years ago, I had an opportunity. Uh, many of you know I'm a writer, and, and bless you, a few of you have bought some of my books. Thank you for that. Uh, but I went to a writer's retreat in, in Wales. And, uh, you know, it was the first time really I'd been out of the North American continent. Uh, it was a, a little scary to, to do international travel. Uh, and that was one of the reasons I went with a group. It was all pre-planned and things like that and then I thought this might be the only time that I get to the British Isles I mean I don't know who knows and so I treated myself to an extra week and I felt very uh, what do I want to say extravagant in a way right it was basically me and, and, and I didn't actually have a much of a budget and so I, I allowed myself a week of time to explore Scotland. My family comes from Scotland. I had never been there, just heard, heard stories about it. Uh, I went completely by myself. I treated myself. And I really had the, in some ways, the time of a lifetime. It was a time of reflection. It was a time of visiting places that were off the beaten track. It was a time when I wasn't with other people, right? If I wanted to just sit in a museum for four hours and, and look at a Scottish armory, I could do that, right? One day I just got on the double-decker buses in Edinburgh and just rode the bus all day, right? I would have never been able to do that if my family would have been with me they would have been what <laughs> we have to get to a castle we have to you know we want to go see where uh, uh where the harry potter novels were written right it would have been a, a big planned thing and instead i just treated myself where my will wanted to carry me that day and it was one of the most lovely gifts that i've ever received just a week of nothing that was planned a week where I could just get up in the morning, get out a guidebook or, or, or listen to the local news and decide to do what I wanted to do. When was the last time that you have treated yourself? Just you. Just you. Let me summarize today where, where we've been. Um, we talked about the universe being kind. Have you ever noticed the beauty that's out there? The utter kindness of spirit to extend the full impact of, of its universe to, to us, for us to enjoy the clean air, the, the fresh water, the, the beauty that's around us, the storehouse of all good, the open-heartedness of our fellows. Have you, have you really thought about how kind and giving spirit is. 
And then we talked about our ability to act on behalf of spirit, to be kind to others, to extend our hand, to learn people's names, to truly listen and pay attention to people, both people that are in our sphere of influence, but even to strangers. How do we open up the world to more graciousness and kindness? And then finally, we ended up with being kind to ourselves. Do we treat ourselves well? Do we allow that open-heartedness that we might extend to family and friends? Do we allow our heart to remain open when we consider our own actions and thoughts and deeds? If we can do this, truly the heart remains open. We're ready to receive love. If we're going to receive love, it starts right here with ourselves. So let me close with a short quote from the book and a prayer. This is how she ends this chapter on kindness. She says, The prosperous heart is never stingy. It relaxes into the moment at hand, and it recognizes that it is a gift to both give and to take. It allows others their generous impulse. Let us pray. There is one power. There is this one presence. There's this one life and this one love, and it is so giving. It gives the universe to each and every one of us, and I know that means me. And I know my heart is open to receive, open to receive the blessings of the universe as it gives so freely, open to uh, hold a special place for myself also with love and delight and doing those little favors, those little blessings, those little kindnesses, not only out into the world, but to myself as well. And as it is true for me, I know without question that it is true for everyone that as each of us embraces this idea of kindness to self and others, our heart majestically opens to give and to receive, to be both the blessing and the blessed, to reach out our hands in love and, and encouragement through our actions, through our words, through our small kindnesses. And I give thanks for this. I give thanks in knowing that God keeps giving and that each of us passes along that gift to others. And in gratitude, I release this prayer into the activity and into the action of the law itself. I let it be. And together we say, and so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. 
allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.